So this week we had some new supporters join us. So thank you. A special thank you to Neil and Danielle. What's up, Neil? Neil? What's, What's up, up Neil? Danielle? Thanks. Neil and Danielle. Yes. So thank you guys so much for joining our Patreon. Um, and, you know, we really appreciate it. So if you haven't joined our Patreon. Neil and Danielle. What about Carmen? Carmen Carmen joined the Discord, but she didn't show up on my list Was people. But that's impossible. Maybe she has been a member for a while. Maybe she's a spy. Here, I, I need yeah. to know where in the world is Carmen? That's funny. Maybe San Diego. I've been waiting to do that. I'm not going to lie. Hey, let me see. Yeah, no, no, Carmen joined, <laughs> Just joined on the 22nd. But she's, I think, on a trial basis. Oh, that's why, yeah. But her name didn't show up on uh, my I thing. Think, are you missing Jamie as well? I don't have a Jamie on my thing. Okay, okay. So when you you need to go to audience and it will it sorts by join date. So we do have a couple of uh, folks on a trial who, uh, you know, you got to wait for your shout out until you make it for real. So is that why they're not showing up yet? Because it says possibly. it gives a list of new patrons yeah, in the last 30 days. Possibly. There's a couple yeah. on here who are um, on their trial period. Carmen is one of them. So like, there you go. Sorry, Carmen, you got to wait for your trial to be over before you get your official official welcome. Yeah. But but Danielle and Neil are our newest small tacos. So Yay. Thank you, thank you thank guys. guys. Neil, Danielle. And so the free trial is like basically, you know, you put your credit card. It's kind of, we get you that way, you know? You forget about Hopefully it. Hopefully you forget. Well, anyway, let's do our surprise shot. This is for Jessica. What's up, Jessica? What's up, Jessica? This was a specific request? This is a request. <clears throat> You know what? We should trademark our, or we should copyright the surprise shot song. So that way, when I sing it and YouTube is like, that's copywritten. No one else can copy it. But like, we can be like, bitch, it's ours. Oh, shit. I wonder if someone could like trademark that shit. I think we got to look into how that works really quickly before somebody on our live chat does it before we do. Somebody on there go trademark that. No, for us. (laughs) And sue us. I need to trademark it. (laughs) It's intellectual property. Yeah. Surprise shots, surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I realize that this camera is looking directly at me now, which is good. But now I feel like, I don't know, I, I'm more aware of it than I have been in the past five years. So what I always about? just watch the screen. Well, I don't have. Oh, yeah. You can't really see it. that luxury. Yeah. Cheers. Ooh, that was called a screaming orgasm. What a name. Yeah, it was delicious. Kahlua, vodka, Bailey's and amaretto. Yeah. And I have more of it. That was good. Well, let's take seven more of these bitches. Goes goes well with my protein shake, it actually. Does. Seven more shots. Seven more shots. I don't shots. know if I have seven, seven more. I have shots. probably one more no, for each of us. I haven't eaten anything today, so that Here is we go. So what is up, every booty? We are getting started, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're getting started. Let me let me just do a quick sh- round of shout outs for everyone who has joined us on the live chat here on this beautiful Saturday. I say beautiful, it's cloudy, but it feels nice outside. So it's beautiful. Joanne, Natasha, Shram, Sable, Desiree, Brandon, Lauren. Thank you all for joining. I'll do my best to shout out newcomers as they come. And if you have trivia, let's not forget trivia. I have been slacking on that. I apologize. If you've got trivia questions and want to drop them in here, please feel free to do so. You'll get a point for your correct answer. And if you end up stumping someone, 
or the group that's on here, guess what? You get the point. So I am tracking our points and I will also be posting some trivia questions just to make sure it's flowing, but y'all come up with better ones than me, honestly. So Hmm. Um, also a very important announcement that today is the first day of fall. If you didn't know that already. I made pumpkin bread yesterday. Oh, you love you love good pumpkin. Love items. a good pumpkin bread. It's a healthy mm. almond flour with some dark chocolate chips. So I'm going to kind of go over what I did last time. Okay. We're talking about Richard Ramirez and I'm going kind of in order. And unfortunately, he's going to get more and more satanic, which is not unfortunate, but we are kind of, this is would be the second murder. So he is just a stalker killer from now on. But you can really see in this story just how desperate he is to kill and to appease his God, which is Satan. Satan. No, last time we did the murder of Jenny Vincow. You know what's sad about you? So you remember, Nicole, another uh, senior citizen murder? Yeah. And he snuck through the window and we had that. Uh, and this was what we know to be his second murder. But yeah, we don't know if there were others even before that. And mm-hmm. and there was only just recently one discovered to be like his what we know to be documented as his first. Murder. Yeah. So there was in 2009, Jen, DNA came back and linked him to a murder which is completely different from his M.O. It was a murder of a nine-year-old Chinese immigrant and she was hung from a spigot. Mm. The detective at the time said, if you could picture Christ on the cross, that's what she looked like. That was completely And this was different. a five-year-old girl or something like that? Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to kind of be controversial here because Richard Ramirez never admitted to that. He just said no comment. I'm not saying this goes on, but when... But they found I'm not DNA a conspiracy or, theorist. Or something but there. I know, but let, let me just say something. All right. They say they found the DNA. When, when a serial killer is caught, especially if he's going to death row, he has nothing else to lose. Could a detective or some detectives go up and be like, hey, can you take credit for this murder here and we'll, I don't know, let you eat steak for a year or something? I'm not I'm not saying that's what happens, but could it? I don't know. I'd like to see proof that that actually happened once. I definitely think they some somebody has thought of that. That sounds screwed up, right? But I feel like there are more screwed up things yeah. that happen than that. I, and- I think I think. Because the families of victims, they obviously want justice for their loved ones, right? Yeah, if so they it get, can't it get an, if you can't get an answer, I could see why maybe they would try to do that. But that's not really helping anyone. You know, it helps the family. It gives them closure. But it, but it, I guess, but it doesn't really when you think about it. As long as they don't know that it's not the truth, it gives them a little bit of closure. So all right. See, I'm so sorry. This- I'm on my on my character trait thing. I'm a I'm a um, what is it? Something good. True good or something in the top, top true left. blood. No, no. So, he, here's the thing like, is it better to, you know, let's say your child is murdered? Is it better to always wonder who did it and never find any answers or to finally find the answer and have? I, proof? I mean, getting closure is huge, but I don't know. I don't think that's what they were necessarily trying to do. They're testing in his if his DNA is found. It's kind of like, yeah, but so was um, making. A murderer. Yeah, I was What's, just gonna say Stephen Avery. Do we yeah. know any updates about that case, or is it just I mean, like he's they pretty threw, much just in? They threw the that DNA everywhere. Remember? Yeah, I think his DNA was found at the OJ crime scene. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh uh, shit. Mm. 
Lawful good. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. That's what I am. A lawful good. I took it because I thought that I might be a chaotic good. Um, what is this quiz? It's the it's it's it kind of goes with D and D. They use like this this character trait matrix. Huh. It they use it, but it's used for more things. But you know, like it ch- it checks where you are. It's a morality thing. So like there's hmm. lawful, uh, lawful, chaotic, and what's the other one, Brandon? Sexy, probably. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do. That um, lawful, chaotic. And, Brandon, what am I? And then there's there's good, neutral, and evil. No, good, neutral, and I don't know. Brandon, type it in the chat so that I can get the correct terms. Don't tell him what to do, please, Brandon. He's our intern. Brandon, you don't have to do that if you don't want but to. But there's it's a matrix, so it's so there's like one. It matches up. There's nine. It's a nine grid thing. So you're box. yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Character alignment. Since I know no one plays D and D here, I th- Brandon I think, does. I think Brandon this, does. I think this Wolfie will, does. I think this That's will why go they are answering well. this. D&D is for the devil. Tonight, we're going to March 17th, 1985. So this will be, let's call it the second round of murders. A third. Okay, yeah. This would be the third murder. Now, remember the the one that you were here for, Jen? Mm-hmm. That was... A double murder. It was the first one where he was like pentagram. He put pentagrams or something up right. to show that he was worshiping the devil. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't his first, his first first. That was just no. one, the first one that you went over. Yeah. But t- chronologically, it was not his first. Yeah. And the reason I did that is because he's known as the satanic killer. So I kind of wanted the pentagram in there to kind of make the whole, all the episodes kind of flow. Because mm-hmm. now you can see kind of what he's building up to. And I haven't researched everything yet. I'm going case by case. Are you still using? Using newspapers? Yeah, I'm, I'm using newspapers, yeah. And the book, The Night Stalker by Philip Carlo. But this book is the magnum opus of Richard Ramirez. And that's because he actually interviewed the guy for however long, like multiple interviews, months, whatever, years probably. Tonight we're going to March 17th, 1985. This guy is still robbing. He is now increasing his his robberies during the murders. We're covering a serial killer that is a robber, a burglarer. So he's not stopping his full-time job. He's still breaking into two to three homes a night. His full-time job. I know that you said that last time, but it just kind of blows my mind. That is his full-time job. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's just kind of like... So if we go back to like Gary Ridgway... He was a painter. He was killing and then he would go to work and paint these trucks okay like richard ramirez doesn't stop his full-time job when he's killing which is it literally goes hand in hand with his full-time job because he's breaking in the house anyway right he's just you know i think i'm in the mood to kill but that's how he feeds himself at this point he's on a cocaine binge he has a small studio hotel room he is when he's not stealing and he does that two or three times a day he breaks into two or three houses a day to steal and fence items for money he sits in his studio room shoots cocaine watches MTV listens to heavy metal music and he fantasizes about violent sex Mm -hmm. he's barely eating he's barely sleeping and he's completely not showering anymore. Mm. In fact, that is going to come up in the courtroom as well because people can recognize this guy by his stench. Oh. He's a stinky, stinky boy. 
Ew. Ugh, that's gross. Yeah, it does. The two or three burglaries per day, he is thinking that he is not getting caught. And the reason why is because demons are protecting him. So you got to keep in mind, this guy is living it. He really believes this is not just a show for this guy. When he kills, he sacrifices. And that's going to become more evident as we go on through the episodes. But you'll see this guy believes what he you know, believes that Satan has his back. Can you read the uh, a quote from him to start us off in the quiz? For a true killer, a good murder is like a good meal. You want to make it last and get the most out of it. That is Richard Ramirez. On March 17th, 1985, when we're starting, this was a special day for Richard Ramirez because he finally bought something he's been wanting to buy for a long time. He bought a 22 caliber pistol. Can you tell me why he chose a 22 caliber over any other gun like a 45? A 22 caliber is it's easy, this, easy to carry and not get noticed. Um, yeah, I haven't seen his, I don't know what kind of revolver it was, but I'm, I'm sure it wasn't, the size wasn't that big of a difference. The reason that you would shoot a 22 in this case is because, and he knows this, he wants to shoot point blank range in the head and, and 22 caliber is smaller. Mm hmm. And it has less per projection. So when it goes through the skull, it's not going to exit the skull. That bullet is going to stay in the in the brain. And as the bullet enters the skull, it's going to bounce around because it ricochets off the bone. And it's basically, if you shoot someone in the head, it's going to cheese grate that brain. Oh, that's and, much more sinister oh, than what I thought. That's why he chose a 22 caliber over any other caliber. Because he knows he's the night stalker when he breaks into someone's house he takes his shoes off so he doesn't get heard he creeps around if he's going to shoot someone they're not going to know it and that barrel is going to be 18 inches away from their head anyway he ain't going to miss and it's going to go in there and cheese grate their brain that's what he wanted and that's what he did yikes so I want to say that I um here's a something you may have never thought of, but Brandon, I, there's a lot of things I've I've never thought of before on this podcast. Brandon, you might like this: the M16 rifle, which is now technically everyone uses the AR rifles, but the M16 was issued to the U.S. Army. Mm -hmm. The M16, what was great about it is it wouldn't usually kill the enemy, but they did that on purpose. They could have had a more powerful rifle. Why would the army, the U.S. Army, not want to kill the enemy? And is is it was very thought out and very brilliant. Was it so Does that... Does anyone want to take a guess? So that they can learn their secrets and they can like... Because isn't torture worse than killing? Because you're like, you could... But Jim, we don't torture people. What the fuck? No, no. <laughs> what the fuck? I no, mean, I'm talking about like, you, if, you, if you have an M16 you, and you like, as opposed to killing the enemy with a more powerful weapon, if you maim them, or, like, like then isn't that like worse? Because you, you can keep them alive and extract their secrets from them or something. But the reason that the M16, they thought, okay, let's not kill the enemy is because it takes out two enemies at the same time. Can you tell me why? All right, you're on a battlefield. Mm -hmm. 
and the enemy's coming forward. If you shoot the M16 and shoot someone and they die, they're done. They're off the battlefield. Right. But if you maim them or injure them, they're down and their buddy oh. is dragging them away and bandaging them. Mm-hmm. How smart is that? That's actually pretty brilliant. Right? You, you're getting two with one. Uh, well, I mean, you have, but but that's why we have medics, though. Someone that isn't, like, fighting, but is there to help, like, on the scene, right? <laughs> I don't know anything about war. So, I mean, yeah. take take my comments. You have one help. or two medics. If your buddy is going down, now this isn't world, like when I was, like when I was overseas, we, mm-hmm. we had one medic and then there were, everyone was kind of trained on how to do little stuff, like tourniquets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if someone goes down right beside me, I'm going to tend to them, at least tourniquet them. From the Night Stalker, he stole a car from a gas station while the owner went in to pay for gas. He immediately got on the Los Angeles freeway system from with the sole intention of finding a victim, killing a human being that he decided what is the greatest drug of all, the ultimate high. So at this point, he is he's like, God, how did I not know about this before? So he's like 26 years old and he knows that his cousin, his older cousin, talked to him about killing in Vietnam and he seemed to enjoy it. But now that he's had a taste of it, oh my God, he loves it. The blood, how warm it is, a little salty in your mouth, oh, that iron, you can smell it. He is obsessed with it. That's all he's thinking about. And what else goes with with that? The heavy metal music that goes with it so well. Yeah. I don't know about the MTV, but so March 17th, 1985, wearing all black and an ACDC baseball cap. He really loves that band. Like he is a big. They're all right. I like Thunderstruck. It's a good workout song, you know? <laughs> mm. I, I had a phase in high school where I like like ACDC. I, I do like some ACDC, but he's like in their fan club. When I was in high school, I had not just ACDC, but it was like rock and roll. I had like a rock and roll phase. Like it was, I mean, I still like rock and roll, but like that was my personality. Emo for life. No, not emo. Yeah, I was not a big emo person. Newfound glory. No, Mm-mm. I really didn't like them. Not that I didn't like them, but I didn't really listen to them. I didn't like his voice. Well, you know what? They won't Whoever listen the to you singer either. Is, they no. probably don't listen to me, so that's Was fine. Not a fan. I don't know anything by them that I can think of. So you're just gonna shit on them? I didn't shit I'm just on saying, them. I, they weren't for me. I who was, are you? Who are I you? Blippy? I was an alt no. rock. You blippy? You gonna shit on them? Person, which you know, Jimmy World favorite mm-hmm. band. <laughs> Something corporate. Oh my god, loved all them. See, yes. like I was a little like pop punk maybे ी ग्रीन डे वॉज माई जैम आई लव ग्रीन डे आई डिड लाइक ग्रीन डे मै लाइक दैट वॉज माई जैम बट आई ऑल्सो खैन लाइक ओल्डर रॉक When yeah, I was in I high like school, classic like the Beatles, when I say I went through a Beatles phase, like I still love the Beatles. You can shit on them what you oh, want to. Fucking terrible. Whatever, John. Like that was when I like I was so into the Beatles when I was when I was younger. Yeah. And I, I still enjoy their music, but it's not like as much as I. I don't yeah, because you probably realize how much they suck ass. Anyway, all black and an ACDC ball cap. Walkman in his ears. ACDC highway to hell. Blazing. Now, ACDC, if you didn't know, stands for Antichrist Devil Child. What? 
not. No, but when this story came out, they, because you'll see the ACDC is big in the story and they got banned from a lot of venues because of Richard Ramirez. The bad, Christians. The Christians came out and said that it's standing for Antichrist Devil Child. Aren't they? Isn't that like? Aren't isn't ACDC the brothers' like initials? Angus and it's anus, Jen. <laughs> Young anus. That's what it is. Young anus. That's how you would say it in Chinese because they put the last name first. His name is Anus Young, but in Chinese it's anus. Be, Angus. It's anus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is how fake news begins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He stole a car from a gas station and this guy is on the Los Angeles freeway and he is he's high on, he's high on coke. He's got his Walkman in his ears and unfortunately he stole some little blue Toyota, but he probably thinks he should have been in a Camaro. But anyway, he is just cruising and he's looking for some killing and he sees an opportunity on the freeway. Ladies, this is why you need to tint your windows because he looks over and he sees the this lady right here, can you describe her for us? Fair skin, dark hair, eyes, eyebrows, very like 80s, poof, you know, quaff. Uh, so she's probably in her 20s in that photo. Maria Hernandez from the book Petite, Attractive Brunette, Large Round Eyes, Clear Olive Skin. Oh, I thought that was the name of the book title for a second because you were like from the book. And then you said that. I thought that was the book title. It's a long title. He saw her on the freeway and followed her home into a suburb of Rosemead. So let's go there right now. She lived at the condominium on Village Lane and she lived with a roommate. So let's go there right now. 8510 Village Lane. I'm going on the Google Earth. What was the address, Jen? Village Lane. Yeah, what was the number address? 8510. No. All right, here we go. 8510. And I haven't been here yet. Village Lane. Here we go. So he follows her home right here. And I guess it's still up. So this was in 1985. You guys get that right. Mm-hmm. I was not going to let us see the front of it, mm. but we can kind of see right here. It's a little condo, condominium. Pretty nice, actually. Mm-hmm. What is this, stucco or something? Yeah. So it's a townhome. Which is very risky. He's following her to a neighborhood. He's following her to a neighborhood. That's how obsessed this guy is with killing. He finds an opportunity and he doesn't care if there's risk involved. He's very risky with this stuff. What are you smiling at? Me? You, people can't see your face, Jen, the way you're sitting. Because of the mic? Yeah. Jen, can you please act like you've done this before? Well, I, I told you that the mic was in my face the last time. and I'm, I, I can't. That's good. Why don't you move the mic? Jen, this is how you're supposed to be. You're way too far. You, you know this thing moves, right? Everyone else is doing it correctly. I don't know. <laughs> now you're good. We can see your face. <laughs> what the fuck? I, right. need, I need another beer in a minute, but let's go. I didn't mean to rush you. I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't know why that came out that way. So he didn't know this, but he has hit the jackpot. He followed this lady home and she arrived at this condominium on Village Lane and she shared this condo with a roommate. This roommate is Dale Osaki and Dale is D-A-Y-L-E. Hmm. Dale. And this is her right here. If you can describe her. 
Um, also a young lady. She looks maybe also in her 20s. Dark hair, Asian features. I don't really. White teeth. So this is actually her condo. She is almost 35. She actually celebrates her birthday in two weeks. Hmm. She had put all of her money in savings for years to buy this condo. And she just found out this day she's getting a promotion. She is a Los Angeles County traffic advisor. She works with the traffic oh, unit. Cool. And she just found out she's getting a pr promotion. She's about to turn 35. And she just bought this condo, which she's been saving for for several years. From the LA Times, August 25th, 1985. It just made her happy to make other people happy, recalls Dale's sister. When she went to the zoo, she bought everybody panda pins. When she bought a gigantic bag of popcorn on sale, she divided it into 20 small containers to give it to friends. Is that like one of the bags of popcorn that's like four feet long? You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. They sell it at the grocery store sometimes. It's definitely not as good as movie theater popcorn, but I feel like it would get stale. Why do they sell it like that? I don't know. Maria pulls into the garage and this is brand new condo, latest amenities. The garage has an opener. She opens it from her car. The door goes up. And she pulls her car in there. That's when Richard Ramirez, about a half a block away, who has a perfect view of inside the garage, can see that there's two cars in there. That's when he gets excited because, whoa, there's two cars. That's two victims. This is going to be great. This was about 11 p.m. at night when she pulls in. Maria Hernandez, she was coming from her boyfriend's house. At this point, she parks her car and she has to walk around Dale's car in order to get to the door, which is locked. So the inside the garage, there's a door that leads into the washing and drying room, just like our house. And that's always locked. So she has to unlock it and then go in. At this point, Richard Ramirez, and you can tell exactly how risky he's being, he gets out of his blue Toyota, the stolen one, and he briskly walks towards that garage. When she just got out of her car, Ramirez is walking. And at the same time, he reaches in his waistband and he pulls out that 22 caliber revolver. The door was halfway down. Richard actually has to duck under it. Now, at this point, Maria Hernandez is at the door. She walked around her roommate's car and she is fiddling with her keys. You know, which one is it? And unfortunately for her, the deadbolt and the regular doorknob was locked. So she has to unlock both of them. She just put the key in the deadbolt. Click. That's unlocked. Okay, good. Now, she has no idea that this man had just ducked under the door as this garage is closing and is eight feet behind behind her at this point. She has no idea. So she pulls the key out, finds the other key for the doorknob and inserts it into the lock. At this point, Richard Ramirez ducked under. He barely made it Indiana Jones style. He actually tipped his hat, his his what hat? ACDC. His ACDC baseball cap and it fell off his head. That sound of the, the brim of that hat hitting the cement floor is what caused Maria to look back. That hat was also found at the crime scene. Another one of Richard's many mistakes along with his fingerprints because he kept taking off his gloves. He left his ACDC hat there. Maria looked back at this point. She is still fiddling with this bottom lock. 
and she hears that brim of that hat hit the pavement, hit the cement, and make a thump sound. Mm. Just if you imagine just putting your hat and just dropping on the floor, whatever sound that is. Mm -hmm. Very kind of light sound, but it shouldn't be there, whatever it is, unless something fell. Right. So what does she do? She looks back. And when she looked back, Ramirez was about two to three feet away from her with a 22 barrel revolver pointed directly at her forehead. So that's the first thing. She hasn't even seen this guy. She had no idea she was being followed. She just came back from her boyfriend. She is thinking of what she's going to do tomorrow. What time should she wake up? You know, like, should I, you know, am I visiting my parents tomorrow? Like, what should I eat for breakfast? Like, she's in her own world. And all of a sudden, not only is there a man in the garage, but there is a pistol pointed at your face and you can actually see down this barrel. Mm. I mean, think about it. Like, like your life is completely, uh, you know, just crazy. I mean, it's right at her head. Mm. You know what's kind of crazy to think about when they say your life is flashing in front of your eyes in that moment? Could you imagine that currently what we're doing is actually just one of us having a flashback, a memory about what's going on in our lives before we die? Isn't that wild? What? Are you about to die right here? Are you going to stroke out right here on the podcast? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Like, could you imagine that whatever moment you're in right now is just a replay of the moment that you remember that is in your flashback before you die? Oh, so you're going to remember us. This. And and this moment. Yeah. And you kind of think that we're you're going to be in our flashbacks, too, don't you? You think that uh. <laughs> it's just got awkward. But- <laughs> Uh, and you don't that would be the longest flash you, you're gonna remember this moment that's gonna be know. the longest motherfucking How are flashback you supposed to know what you're gonna remember I feel like now that we're having such an in-depth discussion about this being in her flashback be, that it will be I'm gonna be so fucking pissed if this moment is in my flashback <laughs> I'm gonna fucking haunt you man <laughs> I mean I feel like you already plan to do that yeah. regardless if you die before I do so <laughs> He's looking forward to it. I am. If I die, she ain't getting remarried. I'm gonna make her life a living hell. I feel like this is on his this is on his ghost bucket list. Number one, make sure Nicole doesn't get remarried. Number two, make sure Jen is scared shitless every single day of her life. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm just but guess what? Now that I know that, I'm just gonna be like, hey John. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be like, hey Murphy. That's fucked up. I took it to another level. I'm talking about murder here, so can you read the <laughs> I don't know why you hate my dog so much. He loves all animals. Except for Murphy. No, God, please don't. No, she screamed, automatically raising her hand. Richard Ramirez isn't going to fire a shot until a certain time. What times? Six. Can you tell me when he is going to fire this revolver in her face? After six minutes and 66 seconds. He's waiting. She has enough time to say, no, God, please don't. Are you going to shoot me? Why is he waiting? He's still walking towards her, getting a better shot, getting a close headshot. But at this point, he's still waiting for something to happen. He's waiting for that garage door to close. Oh. Because remember, it's still going down. He ducked under it. And now he's walking right up to her. This is all within seconds. So imagine you pulling yourself. Imagine you pulling your car into the garage. You get out. You walk to the door. And you know that little button is right there, right by the door usually. Mm -hmm. You press the button. And while you're doing the keys to unlock the door, that thing's going down. Takes about eight seconds for that thing to go down. Yeah. So he, she's tipped off now because his 
hat fell and made a thump and he's saying nothing at all. He's just walking towards her. Now he's two feet away from her, right in her face with this revolver. And he's waiting until the garage door closes all the way. That's for soundproofing, right? Because if he shoots when the garage door's down, the neighbors aren't going to hear it. This is a condo. There's like condos back to back. Got it. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So nuts. This probably felt like an eternity for her. And as soon as that garage door hits the bottom, it kind of rumbles like ours does. Bang! Right in her face. 22 caliber right in the face. She's looking at him and this bullet right in her face. A lot of garages do this, but as soon as the door hits, the the lights automatically shut off, which is right. kind of telling because she's now shot and the lights in the garage also cut off. Right. What do you guys think? But that may be lucky for her. Because let's travel back a few seconds ago when Nicole read that she's saying, oh, God, no, and raising her hand in front of her face. And he's waiting for that door to hit the bottom. Boom. And then the lights cut off. He shoots. But now the lights are off. He had no idea that when she raised her hand up, she ripped those keys out of the door. And one key on there, the police will see, deflected that small bullet. Mm. It didn't hit her face. The key. She put it in front of her face instinctively and the bullet hit the key. And Richard Ramirez does not know that because it's dark. Dang. So what does she do? Runs away. No, she gets on the ground and plays dead. Oh, that was smart. Well, I'm not saying she's going to make it out. I'm just saying this is what happened. Oh, yeah. Still smart. But as of now, she has a fighting chance. He thinks that she's dead. It is completely dark inside this garage. He actually kicks her to move her body over. He's going to come back to her, of course. But there's someone upstairs. He knows that because there's two Two cars cars, in the garage. So he's got to take care of whoever's upstairs first, then come back and have some fun with Maria. Mm. She's playing dead. She still has a fighting chance. Let's see if she can make it. Crazy, right? I think I feel like she makes it out. Upstairs, the roommate hears the gunshot. And the first thing she did, I mean, obviously she freezes. What the fuck was that? And then she can hear this man's footsteps coming up the stairs. It's a one story but the stairs from the garage to the... Right. She hears the footsteps and she jumps behind the, the kitchen countertop. This little island in the kitchen has a little countertop and she's hiding behind that. So this is very stressful for for her right now. Sure. I mean, she has no idea what happened. She hears definitely a gunshot because that wasn't Maria Maria's car backfiring. And that doesn't sound like her footsteps at all. It sounds more manly of a footstep, you know, coming up the, the stairs. She hides behind the counter and she's now freaked out, praying, praying not to make it out per se, but to pray that this man didn't see her just duck behind the counter because as soon as he walks in, she ducks down. Unfortunately for her, he did know she was behind the counter. He's walking slowly through the home knowing where she is, but he is walking slowly pretending not to. She's behind this counter and he's like playing with her. He's playing with her. Yeah. All of a sudden, those footsteps stop and just is just like a like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, what do you do with at that point do you do you do you stay stay hidden i guess Mm -hmm. hope hope you have a weapon or something you can use as a weapon right yeah and i didn't mean that to victim blame or anything i'm I'm saying like this is what made me think of but she 
was behind the counter. He knew she was there. The footsteps stop. She inches up. So her eyes are above the horizon and she sees that gun pointing at the exact spot, waiting for her to just to do that. The only comfort in Dale's story here is that the medical examiner would say that she died instantaneously. Can you read from the Night Stalker? From the Night Stalker, just as she appeared at the top of the counter, he fired, shooting her squarely in the forehead, knocking her to the ground, a bullet hole the size of a dime, immediately swelling, turning purple, spurting a finger of blood. So she died instantly. When the medical examiner opened the skull, he found just what I told you earlier, massive brain damage. Mm. Because that 22 slug was still inside and it, quote, distorted from bouncing throughout the skull, hitting the backside, the posterior, the anterior, boom, 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 crisscrossing. Your brain is your brain is that thing, the jello in the middle, and it's just ripping through it like a wrecking ball. Yeah. And it's just it's just making things all twisted up. And it's just that's it. That's why he wants to use that 22 caliber, because you can actually survive if it just goes through and through. And he knew that. So from the state of California versus Richard Ramirez, Joseph Cohen, MD, autopsied the body and said there was stripling to the skin as a result of a close range shot less than 18 inches from the barrel of the firearm to the skin. So he was 18 inches leaning over that counter waiting for her to come up. I mean, anyone would have done that. He was toying with her at that point. That barrel was right where he knew that she would come up after a moment you know at this point he hears some some frantic footsteps mm. and was that the garage door that just opened again oh my god there's no way that this this chick in the freaking garage is alive i shot her right in the face he runs out the front door and guess who he spots running screaming who do you not know for real? No, I, I do know. Oh, who is it? It's the victim, Maria. He is shocked to see Maria running Maria. outside, running outside through the alley, screaming. Holy shit. This is this is before midnight. There's most likely people still awake. And she had definitely seen my face mm. because my hat fell off and I thought she was dead. Oh, please don't. Please don't kill me. She pleaded. She's ducking behind this Volkswagen bug and he begins walking over to her. Now, this is in the middle of the street. She is pleading, screaming, please don't. He pulls up this gun and he's pointing it right at her, walking towards her. Clear as day. Perfect shot. She is ducking behind and he knows that he's got to actually shoot her because that bullet's not going to make it through that bug. Those things are built Mm. very solid. Yep. Yeah. That's why Ted Bundy drove it. He he is literally four feet away from her at this point. He's aiming right at her head. (sighs) You bitch. He is just so fucking livid. And he starts to squeeze that trigger and all of a sudden... He sees a light come on from one of the neighbors. Uh-oh. Shit, the fuck? He looks to his left, and there's another light. Because he's in the middle of the street. There's condos right, on each right. side. They're wondering what the commotion is outside. What's the commotion? Right. A light comes on. Another light comes on. Shit, is someone coming out the door? Uh-oh. He sees the window blind pulled. Someone's looking. Shit, the neighborhood's up. Should he take the shot or not? Shotornot.com. Should he take this shot? Shot or not. 
<laughs> that was funny. Um, does pleading like do you think that pleading do you think that's actually worked? Like pleading with a killer that has a gun pointed at your head? Do you think that anyone has ever had that moment of their conscience being like, Yeah, they're pleading for their life? Like yeah. you shouldn't kill them. Yeah, it works. Sometimes I mean it depends on who's killing you. If they're what in what their reason for killing is, I think. Yeah. If I it's mean, if the motive isn't just to kill, right? If it was like an accident like a robbery gone wrong or something like that, you don't I wanna, think it'd be worth it. You don't want to look in someone's eyes when you kill them. Mm. Unless you're me. That's the first place I look. Yeah, you gonna cry, bitch? Maybe. Not bitch. Like, I'm talking about overseas killing Tally. I know. Well, I'm saying. But even still, you don't mean that. I do mean that. You don't want to look in someone's eyes when you're shooting yeah, them. Yeah, I know. And you said you do is what I what was calling you out. I um, know uh, I do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. You don't. <laughs> Uh, he's he's at a standstill. What's he going to do? What is he going to do? He could easily kill her right now. He's going to run. Thinking he already killed her, surprised to see her alive, he lowered his shaggy head and, still pointing the gun at her, hurried back to the stolen car, got in, and took off, letting Marie Hernandez live, creating the first witness. Mm. You done fucked up, A.A. Ron. This guy... This guy had real, really fucked up at this point because she's going to go to multiple police lineups and no, it's not him. No, it's not him. No, it's not him. He hadn't been arrested yet. As soon as he is arrested, that's the guy. That's the guy. Is this, um, this particular case, is this closer to his capture? No, no. Oh, really? His capture is still a year away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. For someone who has been witnessed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's still she's still alive you know but I, I, a key i would uh, i would never ever throw that key away yeah i would make that into a piece of jewelry honestly i would make that pro- into a necklace honestly you could probably it, it, it if you uh, tried to auction it off she could probably make millions off no i mean if, think about what what she's going through i i don't know i haven't seen the interview from her but her best friend and roommate is dead and she probably went through survivor's guilt. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, you, we could say she's lucky and yeah, she is, but Blessed at the same is time, like it. is the same time, like she, you know, she, um, She's probably going through a lot, you know, well, for sure. And I'm not suggesting that she do that. I'm just saying if she did, she probably could. That was like a complete role reversal there. Did you it notice was. that? It was. That was weird. Give me my point of view back. OK. Hey, guys. I was going to say something mean about that. Go ahead. Say it. No, no, no it. I want no, you to say I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Don't do that. Don't provoke each other for being snappy. At this point, he also just realized a huge mistake. He left his ACDC hat. Oh, shit. Everybody mm. knows he's a fan of ACDC now. Well, that's nothing to be ashamed hide of back that then. anymore. From the Los Angeles Times. Not time, like it was a Nickelback hat. Yeah, that's true. From the Los Angeles Times, March 12th, 1986. I heard a noise from behind me, Hernandez, 30, testified. I turned around to see what it was. I saw a man. He was pointing a gun at me. He started walking towards me. She said the man said nothing at all, but pointed the gun, quote, right up at my face. He pointed it in my face and shot me. I put my hand out for protection. Her instinctively putting her hand in front of her face and holding those keys. I mean, wow. I mean, Jesus Christ. And it's not only that, it's not only the fact that she, the key saved her. It's not only that fact. 
is the fact that the garage door, which took eight seconds to go all the way down, had an automatic light switch. That turned on when the door closed? That turned off when the door closed. It's on when the door is coming down. And then as soon as it hits the ground, automatically that light shuts off, shuts off, leaving him not being able to see the result of what he just did, Mm. thinking that he just shot her square in the face. He's going to come back for her later. Is he? Like, actually? No, he's referring to what he just talked about. No, I mean, like, I I would be... So anytime we've ever talked about, like, God, if anyone ever were to break into our house or, you know, anything like that, you would be always afraid of the person... Returning? Coming back. I would imagine this is something she is thinking about. And I was curious if he ever did oh, actually yeah, try to come back. No, he didn't. No, if someone breaks into this house, they're going to be a permanent, they yeah. a permanent roommate. <laughs> <laughs> They, they ain't actually Barbara? Been. And I'm a type of a guy that would keep a trophy too. So I'm going to have that Stop guy's. Stop that. Fucking... You should not say this publicly. Can we just like commemorate the Barbara incident? It's probably about five years ago now. She, yeah. heard a, she heard a shot, fell to the ground, and felt a quote cross between pain and heat on my right hand. I fell to the ground behind the door. It did break her finger, her mm-hmm. knuckle actually. Her middle finger knuckle shattered. Wow. She had to have surgery, but oh my God. But she didn't lose the finger no it was just the force that's how much force even that small 22 has i mean when it's right in your face and she didn't scream she just played dead and it saved her life for her saved her life is she still alive today yeah wow so there's a i guess netflix did a richard ramirez thing and she was interviewed i didn't watch it but can you read the state versus from the state of California versus Richard Ramirez, at 12.20 a.m. on March 18, 1985, Detective Gilbert Carrillo responded to the scene. He observed a blue baseball cap with the letters ACDC on the floor of the garage. He tested the garage door opener at the condominium. Eight seconds elapsed from the time the door closed until the light went out. A second garage light above the appliances was not on while he was present. Lucky eight seconds. Not only did she survive, but now, this early into the game we have this kind of looks like him ish loosely yeah kind of no it all happened really quick right well yeah because the light went out this is from the la times it but it says uh he preys mainly on the most vulnerable children women living alone elderly couples most often he creeps through unlocked windows and doors in the pre-dawn hours attacking attacking while his victims sleep Mm, scary shit you let her get away. But so you all right, it's important to remember right now what a sexual killer is and what it is not. Because sex means different things to different people. Right. Sex is a blanket term. He is now getting back on the San Bernardino freeway and he is sexually charged because he knows he just shot one victim right square between the forehead and she's dead. He knows that. And that is what has aroused him. Exactly. For this killer, the sexual part isn't having sex with the corpse or anything, which he does, but that's like an afterthought mm-hmm. on most of the murders. The arousal comes from the killing, the blood, the seeing up close, the blood, the smell of that iron, the 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 warmness of it, the suffering. So he's just 
a necrophiliac that also kills. He's turned on by it for sure. No, he is. He's just turned on by the killing. He doesn't always have to rape his victims and or a cor- or the corpse. Like he has raped them in order, while they are alive. In order to be aroused, he has to kill them. Right? Sex is just whatever the it's whatever feels good to him. He loves the smell and the sight of human blood. That's what arouses him. He doesn't care about raping or anything else. Just shooting Dale Osaki in the head, he is now sexually charged, giving him what he needed. He didn't even care that he let the victim go because he's already got what he needed. To he, kill. he fulfilled his sexual fantasy. No ejaculation, no semen or anything. He is sexually fulfilled from that, which is weird to think about. So he doesn't need to finish to be considered a sexual killer, even though he it, he gets sexual pleasure from the smell of blood and, and from killing. Well, hang on. I think is like is there is there is there a term for like someone that is a, like for that like for I think there is yeah like not hemophiliac because that's hemophilia which is a different thing but like heme heme something is blood right so like is there a name for that like he man I, I don't know no that's the action figure with the Skeletor but like I don't need to know but I'm also curious so from the book by Philip Carlo since it's relevant the detective that's going through this had went to a criminal investigation course taught by a retired FBI agent who taught him about sexual serial killers and he said the following, I'm going to read this verbatim. Professor Monroe taught Carrillo never to take the obvious for what it seemed when it came to killers. That to a serial murderer, just the act of killing was itself sexual. He told Carrillo, quote, if you go to a murder scene and the killer took a dump there, most guys would just say, hey, look, The pig took a shit, but you, you must realize that by doing that, the killer is talking to you, telling you sex was a part of why he's killed and aim your investigation toward a sex offender. Remember, sex is whatever feels good. So, if if a killer breaks in and he just takes a doo-doo, that may have been all he needs he doesn't so there's been cases that we've done where the killer doesn't even want to touch the body i can't remember specific names but i know we've done a lot like they get off just by seeing it they don't even touch it yeah we have definitely covered one like that and i can't yeah. remember with this guy he's getting off by seeing the the blood the act the actual act of killing makes him get off fulfills him sexually now he's still i, I don't mean to be is crass it, is it the blood Blood or is it the act of killing? Jen, I don't know. You just ask him. Same I can't. Thing. He's dead, isn't he? Didn't he just die? And I don't want to be crass here, but with this guy, we know after this, if you're a guy, you get blue balls. I'm not trying to be me. I'm not trying to be crass or anything, but you have to release. So we know that this guy actually, after all of this, multiple times, he would go to a prostitute, get a hand job, be done, drop her back off. That's it. None the wiser. He just killed someone. He still got blood on him and he would get a hand job from a prostitute and boom, back that, home watching MTV. It's interesting to me that he has his victims, gets off, but then uh, with a prostitute or a sex worker rather, and he lets the sex worker go and doesn't try to kill her. Kill her. That's he doesn't want. He doesn't want to kill a prostitute. He doesn't. That's not what that's he's not doing. Thing. He's a stalker. He he likes to kill. He when he 
walks in, except for this case, as you'll see when he climbs to the window. He's climbing through your window, standing your people up. He takes his shoes off. He's a stalker. He's that cat, that black cat that you can't hear coming up. Because so, most of the victims, they don't even know he's there. They don't even wake up. That gun is pointed right to their head and right. shatters their brain. So at this point, he's getting back on the San Bernardino freeway, and he accomplished his mission. He is just feeling sexually aroused. But, oh, man, it'd be so good to keep it going. Fuck! Oh, I love this violence. Oh, man. So he's back on the freeway, and he spots another female. This is right after he just murdered, shot this woman in the head and let a witness go. And now he spots another female driving. Can you describe her? Um, a young lady who may be a model from this photo. I don't know. It's a very great, great headshot. I can't see. Um, and she looks Asian descent, but very uh, like maybe early 20s, like kind of in the similar age bracket of the other two roommates that we were uh, just talking. The important thing from this, I do this made me, this story reading this made me want to go get your windows tinted. Aren't they? No. What? No. What about my windows? No, I'm, I'm talking about hers. Oh. <laughs> I'm just a casualty at this point. <laughs> No, I mean, think about it, you ladies out there. This is the first killer we've ever covered that saw someone as a victim driving and was like, wow, she's hot. Let me follow her. I mean, holy shit. Maybe you should think about getting your windows tinted. This is 31-year-old Veronica Yu, Y-U. Her real name is Sailian Yu. She is Taiwanese, and she was driving back. This is 20 minutes later. Wow. After he just, he still got the blood on him. He's still sexually charged. The police aren't even at the other scene yet. They're not even there yet. Do the ambulance geez. isn't even there. Do you think it had more to do with the fact that he was sexually charged on the one victim or him being upset that he didn't kill that he second? Yeah. He was just fired up. He's he's like the, I would almost consider this guy a spree killer. Okay. Mm. At some point because he uh, a spree slash serial killer. Well, I, I think the reason he stops after this and takes a little break is going to become obvious. Mm. But Veronica, which is what her friends called her, was visiting a childhood friend and she was now making her way back home. Taiwanese, like I said, she had learned English only seven years ago. So some of the dialogue you may read is, um, you know, a little choppy. Mm. She pulled her car off to the freeway in Monterey Park. That's a predominantly Asian community. Actually, let's go there now. 500 North Alhambra Road in Monterey Park. She didn't even make it home. So we're jumping, this is jumping straight into, and um, because it's the same day, it's 20 minutes later. This guy's going to keep going. So all the way over here, 500 North Alhambra Drive. That's not her home. This is just where she was at when she noticed, wait, is this dude effing following me? Is there, oh, that's creepy. There's vans there. Is this dude following me? Mm. I mean, it's midnight and there there are people out. In fact, there's a couple witnesses. But she's like, what the fuck? Is this dude seriously following me? She realizes it. And like I said, this neighborhood is predominantly Asian. So he didn't fit in at all. And what Richard Ramirez, now driving that stolen Toyota, realizes. So, and here's another crazy thing. Here's, I just thought of this. When the cops get there to the scene at Marie Hernandez's cop, 
condo. She's going to say, and all the neighbors are going to corroborate, this guy got into a blue Toyota, probably stolen, and she even got the last three of the license plate. Mm. They're looking for that car. Right. But he doesn't care. No. That's how... His lust is... That's how risky yeah. he is, man. He has an addictive personality. Sounds oh, yeah. Like I would it. say so, yeah. He is uh, addicted to cocaine, all that stuff. He's like willing to take any sort of risk. He did quit cocaine for a little bit. Oh, good. Just I was be- going to say good for him. Just because... that didn't last long. Just because it, he was getting so risky and he was making mistakes, mm. but that didn't last long. What Richard Ramirez didn't realize is that Veronica had a keen sense of her surroundings and noticed that stolen blue Toyota following her. She's driving around now looking for a police car. This isn't good Mm -mm. because he can get caught. She couldn't find one, so she pulled over to the curb and she watched Richard Ramirez drive by her. At this point, he's just like fucking God, bitch, you know, whatever. Looking for a next victim. He's still ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's got to get back on the interstate. He's looking for his next victim. However, what he didn't know when he stopped at a red light on North Alhambra Avenue, he looked in his rear view mirror and now the roles are reversed. She's following him. Oh, but I bet he is now enjoying that. No, he's not. He's freaked out. Oh, oh. So you don't like it when people do it to you, sir. Yeah. He jumps out of the car at a red light and walks over to her. She cracks her window and demands an answer. And and I need to specify this this lady, she is very strong-willed uh, immigrant from Taiwan. A she law- ain't taking shit. She's a, right. a law student. Mm. She's not dealing with this, and she wants to know who this guy is and why he's following her. Mm. I don't right. have time for this on a Wednesday. I got a paper due. Fuck you. Huh. Mm-hmm. He jumps out of the car. Veronica cracked the window and demanded an answer. Why are you following me? <laughs> wow, you just asked a serial killer. Like He's off balance now. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not following you. He's flustered. She's like, she says, liar. I'm calling the police. Now he's trying to backtrack. I I, I thought I knew you. I, I'm not following you. Damn. So she backs up a little bit and she starts getting the license plate number. She began to memorize it and she's going to the payphone to call the police. Mm. Good call. He moved closer to the car, a plan of abduction, sadistic sex, and murder crystallizing in his mind. Suddenly, he reached out and grabbed Veronica by the shoulders and tried to pull her right out of the car window. She began to scream. This is in the middle of the street. It's getting sloppy. Yeah, for real. Yeah, very sloppy. This is the third murder. But let's say the second. Or, yeah, attempted murder. Let's say the second. Right. Let's not, uh, I'm not downplaying the uh, Chinese immigrant that we talked about at all, but I'm saying this is canonical. This is the one. Yeah, this is the second one or third, second or third. Very early in the game. Yeah. I mean, very early. Yeah. Because how many victims does he have? Are we not sharing that yet? I think you, I'm not, I haven't finished the story, but I think um, 16. Wow. Witnesses are out now noticing him frantically trying the door handle of the car because she pulled herself back in. He can't get her out that window. He's not Arthur Shawcross. He's not going to pull her out. He tries to frantically get the door handle and it's locked. Good call. Good job locking your doors because doors automatically lock now, but I don't think they did back then. At this point, he vaults his lanky body across the hood. She noticed that he's going towards the passenger side. So she reaches over and tries to lock the door. Can't like, can she lock the door before he gets there? Oh, I'm intrigued. 
Unfortunately, she was a little too late. Oh, no. Within a few seconds, he was in the car. She was screaming for help. Mm. What do you want? What do you want? Get out. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. She didn't even see that little barrel of that 22 gun. And she definitely didn't hear that gunshot because of all the franticness. From the state of California versus Richard Ramirez at approximately 11 p.m. 11 p.m. This is then this is after the first one. Right. Jorge Gallegos was sitting in his truck with his girlfriend and heard two cars break 20 feet behind his truck. Looking at his rear view mirror, Gallegos saw the man from the blue car lean into the window of the yellow car and try to pull the woman from the car. From the Night Stalker, he said nothing, just pulled out the 22 and shot her in the side, under the right arm, 17 inches from the top of her head. She opened the door to flee, and he shot her again in the lower back this time. She managed to get out of the car, lost a shoe, wobble a, flu- wobble a few feet, and fell into the street, bleeding, dying. And this is what witnesses heard. Help me, help me, she wailed. Bitch, he said, laughing. He hurried to the Toyota, got in it, and... And drove to the freeway. He exited the freeway, got rid of the car, and took the bus back to downtown LA, envisioning himself a soldier of Satan's returning from battle with the infidels. She's screaming, help me. He says, bitch, gets in the car and rides away, dumps the car, and that's it for tonight's murder. Wow. Did she live? No, she dead. Ugh. Yeah, she died at the scene. She was Damn. shot twice. Yeah, she was. she's dead. Damn, she was a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely strong-willed. And, and I get it, too, you know? I mean, you don't know... Has this guy been following you for months? I mean, I, I get it to confront him. It's just is very sad that uh, a cop wasn't there or something at the time, mm. but very sad. So, wow. so he got to that one night. Damn. So, what do you guys think? He's not really the Satanist killer right now. I mean, we're kind of starting slow. Mm. I will so, tell you, but we did cover the were the elderly women that we covered the first episode. What were they? They then towards the end? No, they're in the middle. Okay. It, it does get way more satanic. The next murder that we're doing, which we're going to do during the week. That, is that, like the one in between? No, that's the one that really starts the brutality and the 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 hell Satanness, I guess, mm-hmm. of who he is. Wow. Yeah. But I, I wanted to go kind of in order. I don't know. Well, we're really looking forward to earning more. Right. Yeah. We're not looking forward to the fact that the people have been killed, but we are interested in the story. Yeah. Yeah, she did. I didn't mean it to say like that. <laughs> yes, she she died at the scene. I didn't mean that in a in a, a way that's not like that. It was more of like, yeah, she's dead. I mean, that sucks. Yeah, yeah it sucks. Uh, so the first shot, the medical examiner would say the first shot is the one that was the fatal shot. Oh, wow. But she was shot twice. I don't know. Nuts, right? Because it was right after. I mean, it's so sloppy. He yeah. dropped his hat. Mm-hmm. He let a witness go. She has a profile of his face. He is now getting into a an altercation with another victim in the middle of the street with witnesses. Mm-hmm. Now, this is murder three. Like, this is really early in the There's game. There's a sketch of him out there. He's ACDC hat. Like, there are remnants left yeah, behind. It's really early in the game. But, so, but he was only out and about killing for about a year. Yeah, yeah. Now, so he did a lot of damage in a year. Oh, yeah. Now, after this murder. I see that he was a spree killer. He was just a spree killer that had a hard time getting I, caught. I told yeah. you, right? It yeah. sounds more like a spree killer, which yeah. would keep killing 
kill and kill until he right. gets caught. Right, right, right. But usually a spree killer will die at the end. That's the difference mm. because there'll be a shootout or like something. Like the yeah. DC snipers. But I want to say after this murder, he's going home. He starts to realize something that a lot of killers realize way, way early. Mm -hmm. But he realized that the act of killing is the ultimate high for him. Mm -hmm. Quote, he believed in his heart, the more heinous and vicious his assaults, the more Satan would be pleased and thus afford him his fiery blessings. So he he kind of gets an entrepreneurial mindset at this point. He can make as much money as he wants. He's just got to start stealing from more, more prosperous households. So he starts to think if I could steal enough money to get my own place somewhere way out there, way out in the boonies, I could possibly build some sort of death chamber dungeon, bring victims there and kill in privacy. So he's actually this is going through his mind now. He's he's starting to realize, hey, maybe this isn't the right way to do it. Maybe I should have done and instead of killing, abduct, bring them back to my house and then have the privacy. Kind of run this shit. 